Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blasian Wellness Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Coach Tamika, and I'm joined by my very best friend in the whole wide world, as always, ex-coach Mary. Hey, Mayor. Hi. Now you can finally hear me. Now I can hear you, and everything is all good. And along with my BFF, we have best-selling author, Natasha Hampton. Natasha is the author of oh, one sorry. of my favorite books. Now you can give it up. Give it up. <laughs> she is the author of one of my favorite books, High Heel Leadership, right here. Right here, everybody. Oh, my God. You got and it. The and the show. And the show. <laughs> going on. <laughs> Natasha provides a new dynamic voice in the arena of thought leadership and women empowerment. I mean, she is an award-winning public administration. Extra, oh, I can't even talk. I'm so excited. <laughs> With more than 20 years of very progressively responsible executive municipal government management, public administration and operation experience. She has served in so many things, like I couldn't even keep track when I was reading y'all. She's acting <laughs> city manager, assistant city manager, chief marketing officer, and director of human resources in the state of Florida and in North Carolina. She holds a master's, everybody, of public administration and a bachelor's of art and political science and public administration. She was named one of South Florida's 50 most powerful and influential leaders. South Florida's 25 most prominent and influential women in business. She was featured in the international <clears throat> publication of Caribbean Today for making a lasting impression on U.S. businesses landscape and has been recognized as a March of Time Women of Distinction. And no, I am not finished. All of that. <laughs> and this beautiful, fabulous, intelligent woman is doing it all while raising three beautiful kids. Welcome, Natasha. I am so happy you could join us today. Now I'm going to thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And when you were speaking, I was like, who is that? I want to know her. <laughs> you, baby, that's. I usually I try to kind of wing it, but I said I can't wing this because I'm working to too much. <laughs> I don't want to miss nothing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank oh, you for that. Thank I, you for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you both, both Tamika and uh, Coach Tamika and, and Mary. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. And thank you for this book that I enjoy i mean i've already read a number number of times and i wish i had this book like 20 years ago when i was going through my corporate career because it would have saved me a lot of embarrassment um, to say the least on how i you know handled a lot of situations so natasha tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you write this fabulous book Oh, wow. So um, a, a little bit about me that you haven't already. Uh, <laughs> yes. Say it again. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm a woman that has um, built my career in the public sector and uh, a woman that's learned a lot from being, from coming from um, teenage pregnancy um, and hiding that pregnancy for the entire nine months of my pregnancy um, to being homeless uh, with my very young child at the time to growing through pains and trials and tribulations, but also at the same time um, uh, being showered with blessings because I made it through mm. um, and, 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 just staying faithful that through hard work and determination and cre and developing uh, the right type of relationships and authentic relationships that um, that whatever I was going through, I would be able to still acquire 
and and grow to the next level. And so that when when I was actually introduced to um, a publisher who contacted me and said, "Hey, I've been following you and would like to really um, talk to you about, you know, writing a book." I was like, "Who me? I don't have anything to write about, you know, because I don't I don't specialize in any one thing. That was always my mm. thing in in my career is that I never wanted to be boxed in. So I would I, I purposely uh, would not specialize in an area." I would learn an area and I've learned every aspect of municipal government, but I've prided myself in never ex, um, uh, staying in one area. Mm. So um, she was like, well, let's just talk and see what happens and outbursts this um, series of stories about my experiences, everything from uh, being ambitious without connecting with my family, the things that were important in my friends, to women and how awful we are to each other in the workplace and how that has contributed and continues to contribute to um, the detriment of women in, in, in organizations. And so that's something that we rarely, that I've rarely read in any book or have talked about in any conference that I've ever gone to, but I certainly wanted to address that here because um, it's our dirty little secret and I wanted to address it. And so um, I'm really proud of what came out of it because it's really, honestly, my experiences um, as well as my Me Too experience, which I'm sure almost every woman and even some men can relate to. Mm. Definitely. I got so many great things from your book. And it's like, even, even the quotes in the beginning, you know, after I love, and you write it in such a way that makes you like take a step back, especially in the chapter about, you know, women basically dragging each other, you know, down in, in the workforce. Um, I'm sure a lot of us have had that happen. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to have some great, powerful women to mentor me, like in my 20s. Yeah. But not everybody gets that. And that one who ended up as a mentor started off with, you know, hiring me sight unseen because she thought I was white. And when she saw me and she said, I don't like black people, but you know, you'll sue me. So it was very interesting to have someone say that to you and not kind of go crazy, but yeah. I got to understood why. And when I read a part in your book to say, you know, have them ask them if they would mentor you that is what ended up happening but i hear so many stories so many stories yeah i I appreciate and and i don't want to make the point in that i think it's um really important for um for the readers to to understand that this is it's about balance right Mm -hmm. so while i have some very challenging and really um hard experiences with women conversely the majority of my tribe are women. Mm-hmm. Um, because as many women as I've had to, um, to not cultivate a relationship, uh, I've had that many plus more to cultivate the relationship. And, and um, I talk about finding your tribe. It really breaks my heart to hear women say, I don't have many female friends. Mm. That breaks my heart. Because, um, oh wow, look at Mary. <laughs> that it, it does because if you if you can't find solace and comfort and guidance and an example from uh, women, uh, then and particularly because we are women, how sad is that state of affairs when when we've come to a place where we can't. Um, collaborate and come together and 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 not saying that we have to agree because because we're none of us are robots 
but certainly we can respect each other's um, position. And we can also celebrate that in that woman that we may not have ourselves, but we can celebrate each other because we all have something special to bring to the table, every single one of us. And, 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 and also, I'm a very spiritually inclined person. I have a strong faith. And to me, it's disrespectful to God to think that he can't, he can't bless you and bless me at the same time. Mm. I oh, think I that's disrespectful, that. you know, mm. to, and that's the way we interact with each other. Like, it's only one position, so I'm going to beat you down to get that position. And then <laughs> I do that, you'll never, I don't, I don't even want to see you go further because I want, I need to be the only one shining. And there's just something so awful about that. But um, hopefully um, high heel leadership, the art of being a woman in power is, is about of the, the growing of leadership with us personally first. And then we can spill over and pour into um, others in our workplaces. Yes. Mm, yes. I know my daughter right now, when that's her favorite line, she goes, Ma, I don't have any, I don't have any female friends. She goes, look, I, the ones I had, look what they did. No more female friends. And I said, well, baby, that's just God showing you but not to have in your life. And now you know what to look for, but there's plenty of women out there yeah. that can be your friend. They're all not like that. You know, don't, don't yeah. judge the whole gender by those 10 people. You, know, so I, you, you, and, you and Mary are perfect examples of that. Both, both you and Mary are perfect examples of that. I mean, this is, this, you're doing this and you're doing it together. And, and I'm so, um, proud and, and I'm also um, honored by that because the, you, the both of you are the examples that we need to see and that we need to continue to see, especially our young girls growing up. We need to be mm. able to see that it's possible and that it's doable and that mm. um, uh, working together actually builds a stronger, firmer foundation. Mm. That's that's the reason why we we started this. First of all, the book. I, I'm not a big big reader, but I have to say I am almost done with the book. <laughs> I actually sat and read for an entire afternoon, which I never ever do. I will always find something else to do but read. And Tanika will tell you, I just either I will fall asleep. Or I, my mind just starts wandering, and then I, I, don't, I forgot that I was reading. And I was so engaged, and it was, I felt like you were talking to me. And I said to Tanika, why couldn't I have this book like 15 years ago? Wow. You know, um, with the whole, the, the one thing that stood out to me when you were talking about confidence. You could speak that you're confident, you could say you're confident, but then if you don't appear, you know, like your posture, when you wrote um, that you were walking down the hall or you were walking somewhere, but your head was down. Yeah. I walk with my head down because a part of me, even though, I, you know, I'm still a work in progress. And even though I've gotten over a lot of my insecurities, there are some times that I still don't feel very confident and yeah. I'll tend to walk with my head down. Yeah. Especially if I see another female who I think in my brain is better than me because she's wearing something cuter yeah. or she's younger yeah. um, or she just appears like, you know, a professional, I'll automatically think, oh, she's smarter. Yeah. And I'll yeah. just kind of like, you know, no eye contact and just kind of just move it along just so she doesn't see me. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've been working on that because, you know, when you say like, you know, we should all work together and there's, there's enough room for everybody. Um, and the whole S factor, which I mean, I've, I am guilty of that. And when I raised my hand and said that I don't have a lot of female friends, it's not so much me because I like mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah. It's people that do it to me for whatever reason. If I'm like, oh, let's do this together. Or, 
and I think they're my friend, and then behind my back, they're stabbing me, yeah. you know? So, yeah. you know, and then when Kanika and I decided to do the podcast, we were like, you know what, let's do this for empowering other women. Let's, let's show them, like, you know, we'll join forces, we'll find other women who are powerful, and they have a message, and, and showcase them all to to who any, anybody who wants to, to watch, anyone who wants to listen. And it's grown tremendously in the year that we've been doing this. And we've met so much amazing women. Yeah. I'm going to finish this book. I swear I've been doing all the active. Look, I even highlighted. I don't do that ever. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I filled out. I even answered like some of the stuff. Like I was, I was listening. I said, yeah. And then some of them, like, I, I didn't have an answer. So I was like, oh, that's not applicable. N-A. You know, and I, just, <laughs> so, and I just kept going. And I'm, like, almost to the end. Um, yeah. I'm at the end of the book. But I'm this so is, proud of you. I'm, I'm so, so proud, proud of you. myself. I'm like, yeah, girl, read this book. It's actually dented and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it's funny because when I was, writing it um i i honestly didn't write it i i didn't have author in mind i, I didn't write the book because i wanted to be an author um because mm -hmm. remember i didn't think i had anything to write about anyway mm -hmm. and so i didn't write it for to, to have an author title i didn't write it about book sales i, I just i wrote because it was for me um a recollection of the experiences, stopping even for a moment to celebrate because I don't. I, I was the, I'm the type of person. It's from one thing to the next. So yeah, if I, I just read that one thing, yeah. If I achieved one thing, it was okay. Well, you know what's next? Never really sitting in that growth and that development. So sometimes when we don't do that. When, the, when it comes to us again, we tend to reinvent the wheel in how we address things because we never took the time to uh, reflect on how it was handled previously. Mm. And so when we can do that, take the time and reflect on our experiences, everything, I think that it allows us to um, grow in a different way. Mary, when you talked about um, the your experiences with women and it not being you, women that you were attracting, and I say the women that you were attracting because I believe in energy. I believe in the type of energy that we put out there, and intentional or not, subconsciously we are attracting what. Uh, what we are feeling uh, uh, um, subconsciously and and because you were experiencing a lack of confidence you were attracting people to take advantage of that Tamika mm. 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 <laughs> says that all the time I don't know what kind of people you'd be attracting and I'm like I don't want them she's like oh they're coming to you somehow they finding you yeah, it, and it's true. It's because it's almost like, um, oh my gosh, it's it's like uh, when you're when you can be free and clear of ants at a picnic, right at the park. The at the minute you take out a sandwich, they are everywhere. <laughs> right, like they are everywhere. Right. And so, so your energy, your energy is your sandwich. The, 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 as you are, as you are displaying that, right? You, there, there's, there are ants, there are people that's out there that's trying to, they're, they're actually searching for who they can next victimize. I mean, and it's unfortunate. It, and, and, um, I don't even know if, if they are consciously aware. That, that's what mm. you're doing. But I would just um, uh, press upon you to be mindful of that which makes you marry because there's no one else like you. It's just not. There's no one else like you. 
Um, and, and, and though we can look at other women, and that's, that's natural to look at another woman and, and, and uh, look at all of the things that we, that we see in her that we would like for ourselves, I promise you, she's doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> I promise she's doing the exact same thing with you. But I, 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 want, I want High Hill leadership to be the, um, the, the, the bridge that allows us to walk across the other side and, and bridge gaps between us. It, um, and, and for men too, this book isn't isolated to women. It's for men also because we need them. We need men to help us to um, ascend to leadership positions where we can make a difference. Mm -hmm. I love this section. Well, I loved all of it, but the section in particular, because I'll keep saying, I love this section. Let's get it out of the way. I love the old gosh dang book. Um, was the part about um, finding your voice. And I know I can just speak for myself that that was very hard for me to do. You know, coming from you know, the, the inner city and then living in the projects and coming up in a culture that, you know, girls are supposed to be seen and not heard and then losing your parents and then having all that anger and not really taught conflict resolution so that you fight all the time. And it just took me a long, long time to learn how to speak without mm -hmm. anger, without cursing people out. I mean, it took me a very long time. But mm -hmm. that changed. That, that's when my life started to change, when I started to practice forgiveness and to learn that I can speak because I am worthy. It doesn't matter what this person said or that person said or, you know, always trying to prove myself because, yeah. you know, I'm the, like the darkest woman in my family. And, you know, most of them are light and beautiful. And for me at that time, that was my mindset. You know, yeah. you look light, you, you're cuter and you're dark right. and you're not. And so, oh, right. darkie, you better, you better shut up, you know? So that's how yeah. I grew up. But when I read that part about finding, you know, your voice and then, you know, I always think of my daughter and I'm like, boy, that girl found her voice the day she was born and she still, <laughs> I mean, it could be something, I guess, you know, to her is big, to me it's small. She's like, mom, I just had to tell her that was not nice. Like, yeah. So things like that. And, and then the, the age difference, you know, you talked about the millennials and the boomers and I see a lot of that because, you know, I have a young daughter and hearing how they think I love it. Like they're just so innovative and, and creative. And I think, oh my God, I wish I was their age until they say something and you'd be like, oh, that's right. They are not me. <laughs> like, no, you know, <laughs> bridging that gap. So like, how did you find your voice? Did it happen over time? Mm -hmm. Or did it just, did you just like wake up one day and say, you, you know what, enough is enough? It, it certainly happened over time. Um, it, through, you know, um, watching examples of, of women. Um, uh, I can remember, I'm not exactly sure where I was when Anita Hill um, uh, went public with her experience. And um, I could recall thinking, oh my gosh, her career is over. I could recall that vividly thinking that, oh my God, you know, that here, here is a woman who before Me Too, hashtag mm -hmm. Me Too, was anything, this was, this was the groundbreaking, you know, this was the woman, at least in, in our life, in our generation, right? Because mm -hmm. we, we, know, we know that the women before us, our mothers, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, they too dealt with their own me too. But for, for a woman of 
prominent like Anita Hill. Mm. We we she was she was the the the, the example for me of voice regardless of consequence for her personally it, it it was almost like she was doing that knowing that this was not going to end well for her but creating a space for women after her to speak and to find voice and so for me it certainly was um over time that uh i developed my voice um, uh, knowing when to speak it, how to speak it, um, what was deemed appropriate to speak, because we, I want to be also, uh, have women be mindful that the, the, the goal here, just like Anita Hill was to make sure that we don't shut the door for women after us to find their voice. And, um, finding your voice isn't always about speaking it's about strategizing too mm -hmm. and um and and even collaborating getting with sometimes when we can't be the voice for ourselves make sure you're collaborating with those who can voice for you so finding your voice is, is um it encompasses encompasses a lot of different ways to do that but certainly over time and, and experiences, um, I've developed mine. And one of the things that I appreciate about what you just said, Coach Tamika, with your daughter, and this is what I find in my daughter, um, it's almost like we live vicariously through them somewhat because they have a voice. They, my daughter had a voice long before I did. And, and, and rather, than, rather than talk her out of that, I help her to promote it. Mm -hmm. And and that that's because of the work that we that we do in in that we help our daughters find theirs too. Yes. 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 I'm this, still trying to find my voice. You're still trying to find your voice. Yeah, that was that was the most difficult thing for me is you know, speaking is that's what you mean, right? Like speaking up for yourself. Is that, mm -hmm. is, is that what you mean by your voice? Yeah, I'm still trying to find that. No, no, speaking, up, speaking up for yourself, speaking up for others. Um, there is something that I'm going through right now, actually. And without going into detail, is um, I believed a woman when she said that she was inappropriately um, addressed. And um, I spoke that truth out loud um, because um, I should, and we all should. And, um, but I don't know if I could have done that 10 or 15 years ago, um, mm -hmm. but, but certainly have come to a place where I understand that my voice is not my own. And when we can, when we can learn that our voices are not our own, it's not for our benefit to find a voice. Our benefit is for others, for us to find our voice, because we are all portals. We all work to, uh, to help someone else. And so if I'm given a platform to do that, then my voice is, becomes that much more impactful and necessary for that person. So my voice, finding my voice, wasn't just about me, but it was also about finding it for those who are voiceless. Mm. Mm. And you're finding yours, Mary. Yeah, I just have to. When she, when you, when Natasha spoke about the strategizing, I stuck with strategy because I, I'm, I, you know, like I said, I'm still a work in progress, and um, you know, some. Sometimes I, if I, if I feel like someone is attacking me, my anger sets in, and then you know you don't think clearly. So well, I don't think clearly. <laughs> let, me not, let me not say you. I don't. I don't think clearly. So I am working on it, and I am definitely making notes from your suggestions in the book because, like I said, it, it, it I, I really felt like you were speaking to me, and it was an easy. Not easy, but it, it wasn't, you know, with all these like big words that I couldn't understand, 
it was very relatable, you know, um, and I enjoyed reading, you know, the, the things that you went through. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And the one thing, and I remember I told Tamika, I was like, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> when you spelled out fear, I was like, oh my God, I said, this is the best. It gave me goosebumps. False <laughs> evidence appearing real. I'm yeah. like, yes, yes. I'm like, where was this book 15 years ago? Yeah. like 20 years ago. I was like, damn it. <laughs> where were you, Miss Tasha? <laughs> Un unfortunately, I was in fear. I didn't have a <laughs> She was getting everything ready back then to bring it to us now. Exactly. You know, and then a part of me thinks like, you know, you're already getting older, you know, and I feel like, like I'm starting too late in life and I hate no. to, to think that way, but, yeah. you know, I, I feel like, I, I wish I just had this sooner. I wish I knew then the things that I know now. And this podcast, it's, you know, it's, it's brought so many different women. And I've learned a lot from, you know, all our guests. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think I'm learning like the most from you. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's well, like I my know, little guidebook. I, I, think it, I think it's important, Mary, to trust the process and trust that the information that you receive today, you could not have received it the same way 10 years ago. Amen. You, you, just, you just talked about how when someone comes at you and you feel that they are attacking you, that you, you pop off. Well, I can only imagine what, you, what, what that was like 10, 20 years ago. I can only imagine what, how, you know, how you would have went off like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. But I wasn't he, very verbal. No, but your your facial expression says a lot. Oh. <laughs> and so I certainly, I certainly would not have messed with you. <laughs> little old me. Yeah, little old I you. I with you, Mary, not at all, because I can already tell you could throw a few blows if you needed to. But... <laughs> She felt that energy. <laughs> but trusting the process and that when we receive information, it's our time to receive it. And that there is something in it that I don't think anything is is mistake. I don't think anything is coincidental. I think when we receive it, we're supposed to receive it at that time, in that mm -hmm. moment, because there's a shift happening for you. And, and to take from that and, and believe that this, it came to you exactly when it was supposed to, yes. exactly when it was supposed to. And so what is, what is happening in your life that finding your voice, graduating from a four inch to a five inch heel. What's happening in your life where you mm. now have this information and it's you're it's you're ready to be transformed, but you haven't figured that out yet. Mm. Ooh. She just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> mm -hmm. You just gave me goosebumps because you know what? sunshine you already know what the answer to that question is so we're not gonna put it out there right now but you already know so she's mm -hmm. exactly right and it was some things in her book when i was reading them and i was saying oh my god this is this is for mary this is like this part's for mary this part's for me oh this part's for oh you know it, it you are so right it is coming to you at the perfect time. I think so. You know what? And no I am I going so. through something at work. <laughs> yeah. um, and this actually helped me from doing something that probably would have um, had me uh, unemployed. Arrested? <laughs> maybe. I was just about to say maybe arrested or fined. Um, and then I had to 
I, I took a deep breath, but let me tell you, when I was reading and then I went to work, I went into the office, I was walking around like I owned a building. <laughs> That's how I walked around. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm not going to keep, you know, because I think somewhere in the book you wrote that the confidence shouldn't come from, I guess, like the position that you hold. So I, you know, when, when I read that, I'm like, you know what, she's right. You know, why should I walk around like I'm nobody because my position is, is low, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, because first of all, the person that's actually in a higher position, he, he doesn't belong there anyways. Mm -hmm. But um, what, what I do want to speak about a little bit, um, because we did kind of mention it, and I think it's very, very important, is um, the S factor, the dirty little mm -hmm. secret because I'm sure women heard that and, and then we kind of just like flew by it. Um, uh, I, I think we should, you know, speak about that and your experiences with that. And like you said, every woman has experienced it at one time yeah. and we've done it to others as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so the S factor is same, I've coined it um, the S factor, but it is the same sex sabotage. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk all day long. I have been to 100,000 women empowerment conferences. I've done 10,000 women roundtables. And we've talked about every issue facing women except women mm -hmm. and the issues we face with other women. And of every chapter in this book, this chapter is the chapter that I get, get the most reaction um, out of. And I get reactions from all the chapters, but this one specifically tends to hit home more um, for women because it's, it's what we deal with. And, and it's, it's crazy because Women hold a very small percentage of CEO or, or managerial level positions, top executive level positions, um, C-suite and E-suite positions um, in the country. We hold very few, but yet we are 57% of the workforce in the country. Mm. If we hold the smallest amount of executive level positions, why is there so much sabotage amongst women in, mm. in the organization? Well, one of the reasons why is because there are limited um, executive level positions in corporations. So we, we're like crabs in a barrel. We're fighting for very little um, that exists. It's why I say that, you know, it's really important that men understand uh, why women at the helm is so necessary. It's necessary for bottom lines, and it's necessary uh, because women bring innate skills that does not come easily to our counterparts. And, and, and we also, that also cuts down on the unhealthy competition that we're facing in, in these organizations. The other uh, part of that is um, when you talk about comp confidence, we talked about that earlier. So many women say, oh, I'm a boss. I'm a boss lady. I'm a boss bee. You know, I'm a queen bee. But deep down, that's honestly not what they're feeling. The, ma the majority of the women that are in C-suite positions are some of the most insecure women I've ever met. They really are, and I know quite a few, and I've spoken to quite a few, very insecure. And, and, I, and I believe that because their entire development was developed for the C-suite position, but the self-development, the, the, the loving self, believing that regardless of how many degrees I have, or if I have none at all, that I am still the queen bee, that I am still a boss bee, that I am still that chick. Not many women believe that they are if they're not in a position that, where the title says chief operating something or chief this or chief that. 
So while we've done very well at developing ourselves from an educational standpoint, we have done poorly with developing ourselves as women um, and loving ourselves just because we are women. Mm. Mm. That is very true. That is very true. That S factor is, it's, it's no joke and it's sad. And especially for me when, you know, sometimes I, I expect it from a white woman. I just do. It doesn't bother me. It's like, okay. It's when it comes from yeah. black person. Yeah, it, it just it's it's something about it that it, it it just really drives me crazy, and I'll never forget. I used to work for Pearson Education, one of the biggest publishing textbook companies in the world, and this, this new girl come up, and you know she's a black girl. And I'm already happy when I see another black person because it was just only five of us and I was the only woman. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, another black girl, yay, yay, yay. And this girl, because I was black, she thought I was an administrative assistant. So, and that's how she, well, you know, I understand because you're an administrative assistant. I'm like, no, I'm your boss. I'm the director of sales. And she was like, oh, oh. Well, that's different. I didn't expect that. I said, oh, well, neither did I, you know. It's, it's that. It's, and I don't know why. It, it bothers me to this, to this day when, when I see that with, you know, Black women, because I'm a Black woman, when I see it, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, sometimes it, it, just, it just hurts. Yeah. And yeah. I always have to pray to God and, you know, have him make me a little bit more tolerant um, because it seems like as I'm getting older, I'm getting patient with some things, but this is one thing that I'm not very patient in because yeah. of the mindset of we already have so many people and so many things against us as women. Why should any woman be against another woman? But, you know, being black and you being black, why can't I not celebrate you? Why can't I celebrate Natasha? Why can't I just say, oh my goodness, you know, th this is a wonderful thing. She's doing so many good things. Yeah. Just leave it at that. You know, sometimes I may say that, yes, Heffa, God, I'm so jealous, but you know, yeah. joking. And it's like, you know, but thank God for people like, you know, people like you, any woman that has the power to change because so much is going on now. I mean, they got votes going on where people don't want us to have birth control. Yeah. Craziness is that, you know? Right, right. So while we're hating each other, some of us, we could, we yeah. could be joining forces because if some people get this way in this country, the simple thing of birth control you won't have access to. Mm -hmm. Your employer mm -hmm. can say no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the um, it, when we talk about, you know, uh, women having difficulties as it is, we, we do, we have to recognize that uh, women uh, that are non-white have a harder, time and that that's fact I, I don't have to uh yeah. go, go into that we we know that it's hard for women period but women that are um of color um and 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 or other ethnicity have even more of a challenge um to break the ceiling to, to break the glass ceiling it's um it's tough enough but certainly Again, I think that the lack of opportunity uh, just continues to have this um, this really ugly uh, effect on on us. And if you're outspoken, or you are what some women or other women may consider attractive, because beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, it, it, and, and so if you're, if you are considered what some women think are attractive or, um, um, you're outspoken, uh, you, 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 you're going to have a tough time. Uh, and, and, and it shouldn't be that way because women make up such a large part of the workforce that if we're, if we're busy fighting each other, um, why do we need to, why do we need to ask for collaboration to create opportunity and position if we're just going to fight each other um, along the way? One thing I love about men and how men really hate each other, but when it comes down to the business, they're going to work it out. They're not, if they have to go on a golf course and swing the club or if they have to get behind closed doors, they're going to work it out because they understand um, they just have a different dynamic in how they uh, deal. But also in that is that they don't, they're not really competing the same way we're competing because there's a mm-hmm. host of positions for them, mm-hmm. but there's not very many for women. And so we just have to keep, keep up the good fight and know that um, sometimes it just takes a, a mighty two, the mighty two, Coach Tamika and Mary, <laughs> a mighty two to, to broadcast a conversation and, and get women to start talking. And, or if you're not talking, you're at least thinking about how you are either contributing to the problem of the S factor or you're doing something to eradicate the problem. But we all have to acknowledge first that the S factor is real. Mm-hmm. It's real, it exists um, for whatever reason, and that there is not one woman deserving of another woman sabotaging them. Mm. Not one. Mm. Perfectly said, perfectly said. Now, you know, I can have you here for another five hours. And, <laughs> but I know you got a life. <laughs> so everyone, I mean, I hope you enjoyed it. There is, it's just too much. You have to get the book. You have to get the book because there is so many pearl nuggets, as my grandmother used to say, that are in this book that really we could still be on here for another hour and still wouldn't even get to the middle of the book. We are going to carry on this conversation with women, with the S factors, and hopefully, hopefully, um, we will be able to unite and just not have the animosity and mm-hmm. the nonsense yeah. because we need we, we need more we need more Natashas we need more women that are out there that are going to help <clears throat> with our rights as women on so many different areas yeah so Natasha <clears throat> see I'm already losing my voice I want to thank <laughs> you so much for being here you are just a delight and I'm so honored to have met you to, you know, got, I'm always talking crap about social media, but let me tell you, social media led me to this book. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And it led me to Natasha and it's, it's, I feel like I've known you forever and I haven't and that's very weird for me in a loving way it's like oh my god you know it's, it's like you're part of our family now well, thank you thank you so much and, I, and I, I, I so I so appreciate that um because uh like I said I've been going through some things and um and sometimes um, because of someone else's issue, they projected on you, and then you that starts to seep into your spirit, and then you start to almost um, at least consider whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I I I encourage authenticity, no matter how hard that is for some to be okay with or not. 
you be authentically you because you are wonderfully made each and every single one of you to every woman that's listening you are uniquely wonderfully and beautifully made be authentically yourself be unapologetic about it step out and do something that you didn't think that you could or that fear may be keeping you from doing but it's all in your head if you can get outside of yourself step into who you are. It is time. It is time for transformation. It is time for change. It is time for you to run the world. This world needs all of us and we can all coexist collaboratively together. Um, can I give my website address? Of course. Give all your information. <laughs> reach out to me. I'm um, on NatashaHampton.com. That's NatashaHampton.com. You can reach me on um, Instagram um, and Facebook at High Heel Leadership. That's at High Heel Leadership. And on LinkedIn as Natasha Hampton. And on Twitter at Heel Leadership. But High Heel Leadership. The Art of Being a Woman in Power. Uh, grab your copy. Uh, yes, and, and definitely. How you can reach me is even here. And I don't charge to talk. So if you want to talk about something in here, my phone number, everything is available. Call if you're dealing with something um, that you just want to kind of talk through. Um, I, don't, I don't profess to have all the answers, but I will profess to have an ear and I'll listen and together we can hopefully come up with something that, that helps you to get past and resolve whatever it is that you're going through so that you can continue your ascension to leadership. I, 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 I from the bottom of my heart, love women. And, and I, I, I desire for us to come together finally um, the way that we should. Um, high Hill Leadership, I think, touches on everything, um, at least for my journey. And I, and I pray that it, it touches um, you um, in a very positive way. Thank you so much, guys. And all of Natasha's information is going to be at the bottom of this video. And if you need anything, reach out to her. Reach out to us. Now that she told me I can call her anytime, talk about the book, she shouldn't have said that, y'all, because y'all know. I'll be like, what's going on, Natasha? <laughs> I should might damn me from social media. No? <laughs> so, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you. you, Mary. Love you guys. We will see you next time. Get the book. <laughs> <laughs>